Welcome to One Girl in All the World, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch podcast where we recap each episode in order and discuss. I'm Ashley, Buffy superfan. I'm Kimmy, Buffy newbie. You can currently find us on iTunes, YouTube, and Instagram. So today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 4, Teacher's Pet. Any, uh... This was a good episode. I was going to say, any, like, initial reactions? I just liked I, just, I like how they're venturing off from just the vampire realm. Um, so, you know, last episode they did the witch. This episode they're doing something different. I like that. Yeah. I... Getting it buried. Don't like this episode. <laughs> really? Okay. What didn't you like about it? Or do we not want to say that yet? Uh, we can, as we go through, I'll, I'll say, I guess, I'll point okay. out things I don't like. But okay. I would say if I had to show somebody one episode of Buffy, like, just here's one episode I only get to show. This wouldn't even be in my top 120 episodes to show them. Well, I'm only four episodes in. So I know. Out of the four. Okay. But out of the four, <laughs> this mean, is my least favorite. I'll okay. say that. Well, I don't know if it's my least. I don't know about that. Um, last episode is definitely my favorite, though. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to, I think we're going to have diverging opinions on this one. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Okay. Okay. Teacher's Pet. The air date for Teacher's Pet was March 24th, 1997. It was written by David Greenwalt. And David Greenwalt becomes a, this is kind of the first time we hear of him. And he becomes a huge, like, person in the Buffyverse. Like, he goes on to co-create the spinoff of Buffy, which I won't even tell you what it's called because that's a spoiler. So he he becomes like a he obviously started writing on the show and he becomes a co-creator for the spinoff and he just becomes like a creative partner essentially for Joss Whedon. So it's the first time that okay. um, we see him here, and it's directed by Bruce Seth Green, which is funny that his name is Seth middle and last name is Seth Green. I thought that was ironic. We start with another Slayer montage opening, which we are still getting four episodes in. I'm gonna mm-hmm. keep track of how many until we just start an episode with no like Slayer pretense like voiceover, but we get that. Quite the quite the lively episode opener. So we start in the bronze. First thing I got to say is the ADR, so the automated dialogue replacement of Buffy breathing or grunting throughout this whole episode is horrendously distracting. <laughs> Something I would have never noticed. Okay, cool. It, it's just so bad huh. that I know it was in this fight scene and then the fight scene uh, when she's at Waverly Park. It's like, uh, uh, it's it's. So I'd like to ask anybody watching this right now, if you can comment (laughs) saying if this is something you also noticed, like, is this something I should have noticed? I'm curious now if other people notice this. When you hear some kind of like unnatural dialogue where it sounds unnatural, that's usually because it's ADR, it's ADR'd and not, it it doesn't always. Like it was recorded later, basically? Yeah, it was recorded later and laid over it for whatever reason. Hmm. Sometimes ADR's done really well and you don't tell, but sometimes you you can tell. And that was just really bothered me. Anyway, we're at the bronze. Before we even get to the bad grunting and stuff, Buffy is, like, looking sultry. She's got her hair all curled. She's in a red dress. It doesn't quite look like the Buffy we know. Yeah, it's something's something's weird, isn't it? Something's That's odd. odd. I, Something. I felt right away that this was a little off. I was like, this is interesting. Yeah, even the way it's shot. Like, it zooms out right away from that woman screaming, and it just feels weird. So she is fighting a vampire and kind of being overpowered. And she kind of gets thrown against the pool table. And right away, Xander comes in and says, may I cut in? I think he says, oh, so corny. It's may I cut in? <laughs> yeah. Over the top. Yep. Grabs the vampire and he's just like punching him. And the vampire is like, oh, you know, and he basically punches the vampire. The vampire like falls on the ground. And we're supposed to just assume that that is the vampire defeated because Xander punched him. <laughs> Xander, uh, Buffy checks on him. She's like, oh, your hands hurt. 
And she's like, obviously, you could tell, like, completely, like, obsessed with him, the way she's looking at him. She's like, are you still going to be able to? And he's like, I think he says, like, oh, finish my solo and kiss you like you've never been kissed before. And we're like, okay, this is (laughs) this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. He starts to walk away and the vampire jumps back up because, yeah, he's been punched by Xander. That's it. And Xander breaks off a uh, chair leg and throws it, stakes the vampire. The vampire falls over and Buffy is just so impressed, so impressed and attracted to Xander in this moment. It's like a damsel in distress. A hundred percent. Yeah. Not a fan. So Xander, you know, he's now defeated this guy and he's the hero and he jumps up on stage because apparently he's in a band and he's the lead guitarist. So he has to finish his solo. He had to jump off the stage quickly to save the love of his life from this vampire. So he starts, he finishes or starts or finishes his guitar solo very badly. So I had Matt, my husband, who's played the guitar since before I ever knew him, come over and like just look at it. And I'm like, because I don't know. I'm like, just generally, how well is he miming this, this music? And Matt was like, horribly. Like his (laughs) hands aren't even in the areas that they should be for that kind of sound to be coming out of the guitar. So I was like, okay. So they just told him, they just told him to hold the guitar in. Yeah. So either he maybe he was playing to a different track initially and they switched it out. That's possible. Or Nicholas Brennan was uh, Nicholas Brennan was just like and he just was like moving his hands everywhere. I have a feeling it's that one. And wasn't worried about whether it really matched. So I got a outside third party uh, expert to come in and tell me how this guitar, how Xander's guitar playing was and not shockingly, it was bad. So Buffy is at the end of the stage looking at him longingly. And says, you're drooling. And he's confused. And then we cut to biology class and Xander, of course, is dreaming. Which I think by like 30 seconds in, you can tell that this is a Xander's wet, fevered dream uh, about Buffy. She thinks it's drool, but... (laughs) Oh my god. So we're we're in biology class. Xander is sleeping. Buffy leans over to tell him, like, hey, wake up. You're drooling. And we learn that they are learning about ants. And their teacher is coming over, and he's kind of noticing that Buffy's not paying attention. And he's asking, okay, so from the homework, uh, this and that about ants. How do ants communicate? And, of course, Buffy doesn't know because she doesn't Doesn't do homework. And Willow is trying to mime behind her with Xander, like, touch and smell. And Buffy gets about half of it and messes up, and it's obvious. The teacher, I like this teacher, Dr. Gregory. I do too, yeah. He's like, okay, like, you obviously didn't do the homework, and I can see like, that Willow's giving, trying to give you the answers behind my back. So he wants to see her after class. Class is over, and Buffy goes up to talk to him, and he says that uh, Principal Flutie shared her, her permanent record with him, mm-hmm. which I don't know if Why? that's standard yeah. or if that's even allowed. Yeah. I don't know, unless there's some behavioral issue that the teacher needs to be in. Maybe that is why. I don't know. But I don't know if your record really gets shared with all the teachers willy-nilly. I don't really know. That would be, if you're a teacher, let me know. Or if you're a principal or whatever, that if that is a common thing that happens or not. Because I feel like it was a little bit of a violation, but mm-hmm. maybe it's not. Yeah. Let me know if you have any insight into that, because I would be curious. And, you know, she already tries to, like, explain uh, explain herself and say, you know, there was a lot of extenuating circumstances at the fire and all of this. Yep. And he says, oh, I can't wait to see what you're going to do here. And she's disappointed because she's like, yeah, you know, I mean, destructo girl, that's me or something along those lines. 
And she's just disappointed that another adult is expecting the worst from her. Mm -hmm. Because even though Principal Flutie initially was promising his reaction, he, you know, quickly, once he actually saw her file, he expects it from her. We've had her mom expect it from her at every turn, that she's not in trouble yet. And all of this. So she's just like, okay, another adult in my life that's expecting the worst from me. And we're presently surprised because, you know, he says basically that uh, you're smart. If you really applied yourself, you would do, you would excel in this class. And that's what I expect from you. Basically, let's make them eat that permanent record. Don't listen to what other people's opinions of you are. And she's, she's delighted. Like she's yeah. always pleasantly surprised that adult is like talking to her this way, having this kind of like faith in her. She feels connected with him because of that. Yeah. And I was like, this is the teacher. This is the kind of teacher that kids need, yeah, especially exactly. kids that have had problems in the past. Mm-hmm. They need, they need someone te- to believe in them, basically. Like, he kind of, I feel like he kind of said to her, that thing that happened, that doesn't define who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you can turn things around and you can show everybody yeah. that expects the worst, that you're going to do the worst or you're going to do the same or whatever, that, you know, that doesn't have to be that way. So she, she's all about that. She, like, is is inspired by that, I think. And yes, he tells her, okay, definitely. now go, go do your homework. Buffy leaves. But at the end of the scene. Yeah, Buffy leaves. And Dr. Gregory just goes back to, like, planning his lesson. He's going to look at some um, slides. And he turns the lights off. He's looking at slides. And then we see the door behind him to a closet open. We do see, like, a weird hand come up and grab him. And then he's, like, thrown onto yeah. the floor. Like... I wrote in my notes, like, is that a claw? Is it, like, some sort of octopus? Like, what is that weird hand thing? Like, I wasn't even sure what it was. It's not human. Some sort Let's of put non- it that way. Human, non-vampire, non-witch. Yeah, not formally human or currently yeah. human. Because <laughs> yes. the vampire at least was one, yes. you know, has a human hands. Some sort of creature. Back at the bronze, and we're not in Xander's fever dream anymore, but Xander is there. <laughs> And he is trying to blend in, trying to, like, kind of dance around the bronze, you know, going around. with the musicians. Oh, God. <laughs> and they I just look at him like, we don't know you. The look. Okay, so I Xander kind of saunters up well, <laughs> saunters up to the stage. And the band is super, the band playing is super fine. That's the name of the band. I don't think they're super fine. Oh, okay. That's the name. <laughs> and Xander kind of, like. Gives this, like, knowing nod to the singer, like, hey, man, you know, I'm a guitarist, too, in my dreams, you know. And the guitarist just kind of look, the singer slash guitarist looks at him and is kind of like, no. Gives him this look like, loser. And then the theater's <laughs> like, okay, fair enough. And he just kind of so- keeps, okay, I mean, I, I get it, yeah. Saunters, keep saunterin'. <laughs> and he saunter, saunters up to the bar, and these two guys are there one we will learn his name later his name's blaine the other guy i don't think we ever see again but they're talking about blaine's kind of like record with girls how many girls he's slept with and he's saying like this typical teenage boy or man and you can tell he's inflating his numbers greatly yes which is hilarious because as a teenager this is something you do but as an adult you're like how do i minimize this number for women, usually. Yeah. Men tend to add. True, women tend right. to subtract, <laughs> te- usually. Right. Yeah. Um, and I do like this line when he's overhearing these guys talk, and Blaine says, you know, a girl's got to have something special to go with me. And Xander says, what, a lobotomy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I love that line. Uh, and so, of course, this that little smart-ass comment gets Xander drawn into the conversation, and they're like, oh, yeah, what about you, Harris? 
how many girls have you hooked up with? And he's like, oh, yeah, today, this week, I don't know. <laughs> and he sees Willow and Buffy coming down the stairs. He's like, oh, speaking of which, I'm going to run over there to my ladies. Yeah. So he saunters over there and puts his arm around the girls. And he's like, you know. Just go with it. Pretend, pretend that we're together because Blaine was questioning my manliness. <laughs> and Willow's very, very receptive to this. <laughs> Of course. She's like, we'll show him. She's all into it, definitely. Of course, yeah. the person he wants to be into it is like half not even paying attention to him. Because Buffy sees Angel across Angel. the bronze standing outside, looking, weirdly. Looking super fine. Yeah, not looking not looking bad. So, of course, she's distracted <laughs> and heads out there to see what he wants. What cryptic warning he's going to give her today. Cryptic yep. warning of the week. And, of course, Xander is not happy about this because he figures out that's yeah. who Angel is. And he even Xander can see that Angel's fine. So yeah. he's not happy about that Buffy's hanging out with this guy. Buffy goes out there and Angel gives her her coat, gives her his coat because she's cold. They've stepped outside. And she notices that he has these, like, huge claw marks on his arm. Mm. So I'm like, okay, yeah, we had to remove the coat to see the claw marks. But also, come on, they just wanted to get him in that white tank. Like, with his arms all bared. So, you know, I guess it served all kinds of purposes. I feel like they also just wanted to set more up with them. I'm Like, I, as someone newbie, I'm curious to see where this goes. Like, I feel like every episode we're just, like, getting a little tidbit. And I'm like, ooh, where is it going? That's true. Yeah, because he's offering, you know, offering your coat. Yeah. You know. Progressing. Something's happening. Connotations to it. it. Yeah. 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 There's some chemistry building with the two of them. Yeah. So she asks, what happened to you? Because your arm is all messed up. And uh, he said he basically was attacked or he wasn't paying attention or he wasn't careful. And she Mm -hmm. says, like, oh, did someone with a a fork attack you? Like a big fork? And so whoever attacked him is going to be known for the rest of the episode as Fork Guy. Fork Guy. Fork Guy. And uh, he just says, something's coming, as usual. Something's coming. Be careful. He'll rip your... He'll rip your throat out. And again, she's annoyed too. She's like, yeah, okay. Like, thanks for the cryptic warning. And he basically takes off. Yeah, it's annoying, you know, to have for everybody, especially Buffy. So he takes off and she has his coat. And Vander is inside watching, being really jealous. So the next day at school in the quad, Buffy is wearing Angel's jacket Mm -hmm. still. And she's telling Giles all the intel that Angel, all the very little intel that Angel gave her about this fork guy. And Giles is like, okay, well, that's not really much to go on, but okay, she's relaying all this. And I like the part where Giles is complaining about the beautiful weather. Uh, He says, same "Same every day. She's like, sunny, beautiful. Yeah, what a cross to bear. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) British person was like, not used to the sun. He's definitely yeah. not. Giles walks off and Xander walks in wearing a hideous terry cloth brown t-shirt thing with a collar. <laughs> it's horrendous. <laughs> I don't even think I noticed that. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> awful. And once I was just, once I started paying attention again, because I was distracted by his ugly shirt, he tells the girls, Willow is there now too, that Dr. Gregory won't be there today, and they're, he's all excited because he didn't do the homework, says that actually he heard in the office that he's missing. So Buffy is concerned because being out and being missing is two different things. Yep. And Xander's like, oh, I didn't hear anymore because the gir- the cheerleaders were trying out their new sh- oh, yeah. skirts he's or so something. Yeah, he's Yeah, 
Xander. Like, I don't like how they do that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really heavy handed in these first episodes. Yeah. I don't even remember it being this bad, but okay. yeah, it's in this episode, especially with all these boys, these hormonal, hormone raging boys in this episode, it's, a little it's much, even yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Xander's already being Xander. Then the new sub walks up mm-hmm. and you can tell all the boys are looking at her. It's a new, it's a woman substitute teacher coming up and ask Xander how to get to the science room. He's speechless and kind of <laughs> babbling and yeah. not typical Xander when he's around someone he likes or finds attractive. He completely screws it up mm-hmm. and isn't really being helpful and is kind of looking like a fool. And then Blaine comes up behind him and is like, oh, I'll show you where to go. And he's obviously attracted yeah. all the boys. They all walk into their biology class and Buffy finds Dr. Gregory's broken glasses on the floor yeah. and picks them up and thinks it's odd that if he just dropped them, why wouldn't he pick them up? So she just kind of notes that that's odd and puts it just puts them on the table. The substitute teacher is named Natalie French. She introduces herself. Buffy asks if, does she know that if Dr. Gregory is going to be coming back or not mm-hmm. or when he is? And she says, oh, I don't know. They just tell me where they want me. And, Gre- and Blaine says, oh, I'll tell you where I want you. Yeah, that's super gross. So gross, these boys yeah. in this episode. Yeah. So she picks up with talking about the praying mantis. Mm-hmm. We learn a little bit about praying mantis, that they're cannibals and that they live a solitary life because of that. And basically mm-hmm. they use the males to fertilize their eggs and eat eat the male, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, she calls them noble, which I find interesting. She's a fan. Let's put it that yes. way. She's a fan. She's a super fan. She gets almost offended when Buffy calls them bug ugly. Yeah, she gets super offended, actually. Yeah, Yeah. so she's very much into praying mantises and is dropping a bunch of knowledge that will be useful later. Uh, Yeah, so they find a mate to fertilize the eggs, thinks that it'd be a good idea to make a model egg sacs for the science fair, and she wants volunteers. And, of course, all the boys jump up (laughs) and are trying to get to be a volunteer for this project. To make model egg sacs. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. It's quite the episode. Yeah, it's it's out there. It's out there. In the lunchroom, Xander, uh, they're all in line to get, they all have lunch together as well. <laughs> they're never apart, of these course. three. Yeah, the lunch period is the same. That is Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They are all in line together, and uh, Dander is kind of bragging that he gets he got chosen to do this project with Miss French, and Blaine comes by and is saying, oh, well, you're going tomorrow. I'm going today. So I got picked first, and there's a little bit of... They're just, like, arguing PP, over her? Like, PP she's measuring a going on. or something? Yeah. <laughs> Some PP measuring right. going on. Cordelia comes in and bumps into Buffy and is rude usually, as she usually course, is to Buffy. Yes. She walks into the kitchen and she says she has her, she needs to get her medically prescribed lunch that her doctor has sent in every day. And so she walks in there to the lunchroom and is opening up one of the freezers and starts screaming because mm-hmm. there is a body in there, a headless body, and Buffy and Willow run over there to see, and it is Dr. Gregory's body. He's been stuffed in the freezer yeah. and he has no head. Which is very sad for Buffy. Yeah. And for me, I like Dr. Gregory. I did too. He was a cool teacher. He was a good character. There's usually worse teachers than good teachers in this show. So when you get like a good it one. It happened to the principal. <laughs> like, 
like when you get a good one, it's like sad. He listed listed lasted like one seat, like one scene. He didn't even get a whole episode. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the library, the the Scoobies are there, and they're upset. Buffy is very upset. Visibly, she's, she's been crying. In shock. Yeah, yeah, she does look shocked because. Giles gives her some water and he she takes it, but she says no thank you and starts drinking it. So she's very much yeah. like Willow when Willow first saw a vampire. Like not making sense, like just kind of glassy-eyed. And Buffy is upset, obviously. I think because obviously she saw a decapitated body, but also like, you know, she felt a connection with this teacher and felt like he believed in her and supported her, and now he's dead. Like just like that. Exactly. Like literally the next day. And she, it almost for her, I think, feels like she can't really get attached and connected to things because stuff's just, stuff like this will just keep happening. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Giles wonders if it's Fork Guy, if they could be related since Angel had just uh, warned Buffy that something was coming and didn't give any details as usual. Uh, So it could be anything or anybody. Giles says that he's been doing some research on Fork Guy and think possibly that it could be a vampire that the master cut off his hand as a punishment for something. Mm -hmm. He's found this somewhere in his research. So he said that could be Fork Guy. So maybe Fork Guy's going around cutting heads off. And he said that there was a story of a homeless person being shredded in Waverly Park. And that that obviously could be related to Fork Guy. So we're just trying to see if all these dots are going to connect. Right. And so Buffy promises not to go to the park alone at night. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's... What's the next scene? Yeah. Well, before we do that, it, it's interesting because Buffy... They, they say hunting. They use the term hunting mm. in this episode it's a few times. And that goes away. We usually refer to Buffy, what they would say hunting now, was patrolling. Oh, okay. That's like what they say the whole show. And it's interesting because in season five, I was just watching an episode last night where they refers to her patrolling as hunting and she kind of gets offended um because she's like no it's not hunting like i am they're demons they're vampires i'm doing my job i'm not hunting um she's it's patrolling so it's interesting that they use this word now and they don't go away from it and then <laughs> she's kind of offended when it's brought up again okay. years later but i happened to be watching an episode where they brought up the word hunting again in in yeah. regards to that so i just thought it was an interesting connection hmm. okay so Giles says, don't go there. Don't go to that park by yourself. She's like, okay. So when we really park in the very next scene, Buffy is sneaking around at night. <laughs> Alone. Alone. <laughs> and, you know, uh, she's looking for fork guy. And there's like homeless people, drunk people jumping out. You know, yeah. what are you doing here, little lady? And she goes up to a homeless guy sleeping on the ground to see, he's dead? Is he dead? No, he's snoring. Okay, she moves on. And she's like, sees something weird. She's just like a covered air, something that says like tr- like branches laid over it. She starts taking like these branches away. And then all of a sudden, Fork Guy jumps out. And he is a vampire that's part Wolverine. Because he basically has this huge like steel claw thing on his hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seems uh, a little oh. yeah, excessive. But, Silly. Yeah. It's a little silly. Um, so immediately they start fighting and she almost stakes him, but he gets away. So they're kind of like tussling a bit. And then because there's a murder, been a murder in that park, obviously there's some a police presence. So the police are like, what? Something's down there. And they hear their scene. Swarm them. Yeah. And so Fork Guy runs away and Buffy chases him. We see through Fork Guy's point of view 
a lady walking down the sidewalk with her groceries and he's go- like, oh, OK, I'm going to attack this woman. And we turn around. And she turns around and it's Natalie French, the substitute teacher. And he is immediately repelled by her. He's like, like, oh, he is not into that. And he runs away. Interesting. So she kind of gives him a death stare and he just takes off. And Buffy sees this and thinks it's very suspicious. Yeah, because it is. In the library the next day at school, Buffy is filling in Giles again. And so, she's like, yes, I lied. I'm a bad person. Let's move on. <laughs> About yeah. going going to the park by herself. <laughs> and she kind of relays what happened and what she saw. And that she's suspicious of Miss French because this was like a vampire, like a, kind of like a super vampire with like a superpower kind of. Like he has like this extra thing with this claw so he really doesn't have much to be scared of but he was scared of miss french alarm bells are ringing already it's very weird yeah so even giles like likes her he's like oh yes like uh, you know and then he kind of backpedals says something like she's common in a well-proportioned way or something (laughs) like he's like trying he's like into her but he's trying to like downplay it trying not to be gross about it he's not trying not to be gross about it and so they're going to, he's going to keep an eye on her. They're going to keep an eye on her. Buffy's rushing to biology class because obviously that's the class that she wants to be in right now to keep an eye on Miss French. And Principal Flutie intercepts her and says that because she saw Dr. Gregory's headless body that she has to go to counseling. And I really, this scene is really funny because he's like very on brand for his character. He, I love when he says like, you know, we have to talk about our emotions or like powerful laxatives have to be involved uh, like yeah. and then he says if you need a hug i'm always here for a hug but not a real but hug not, yeah, not a real hug. we don't touch in this school we're very sensitive about wrong touching <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was hilarious he's like towing this line of like you know uh, being a caring I'm here for you but... i'm here for you but we can't touch yeah we can't touch you can't get too close because <laughs> that's inappropriate <laughs> Which I think uh, Giles should take a note from because he gets really physically close to these kids. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so Buffy is forced to go and see this counselor. But while she's waiting, Cordy is in there already having her session. And Buffy is just kind of rolling her eyes because Cordy is so saying, dramatic. the bright side of all this is that I haven't been able to eat at all. It's better than my diet. It's so stupid. Okay, oh, Cordy. Okay. After we we don't see Buffy talking to the the counselor, but we see her rushing to class after, and she looks in the window and sees that everyone's taking a quiz, and this is in weird because when Mrs. French is helping Xander, she's standing by Xander, and there's a student behind her, and then behind that student there's the door with the window, and Buffy's looking through that. So when Buffy's looking through that, Miss French's head turns. To look behind her into the window, but her only her head turns. So like exorcist, like, like 180, 180 degrees, 180 yeah, degrees her shoulders creepy. don't move. But I'm like, Gross. why would she do this? To be seen and noticed? I, yeah, actually, that's a very good point. Because Also, one, why does she help Xander with his test is what I want to know. Endear him more like, to her? I. It's weird because I, I don't know. Teachers aren't supposed to do that. My French teacher did that. He used to help me. <laughs> What really? Yeah. Okay. Well, none of my teachers would that for me. She would, but she would just walk by me and like just tap on one and keep like one of my answers that would be wrong and just keep walking. She was so sweet. She helped me. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. She would just be like, all of us got that kind of treatment. She would just be like tap tap and just keep walking (laughs) to like change my answer. It was very sweet. She was good. Okay. Uh, 
Well, she didn't want to like me. She, sweet. Yeah, she didn't want me to fertilize her eggs or anything. So <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it was fine. Completely innocent. Um, so uh, there's a student in between Buffy and Miss French when she's like doing this. I'm like, there's a student behind her. Okay, risky. Yep. And then obviously, like whoever's looking in the window did see her. Buffy sees her do this with her head, and I'm just, why like? Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Ch- aren't you trying to be like incognito? I think it's. I don't know if it's just supposed to be for us as viewers to. It is. It just get like at a hint. I guess I don't know. Just but yeah, it's a little sense. out of place. You're right. It's yeah. a little out of place. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense why she would do it. But yeah, she does it, and Buffy's freaked out. We're back in the library, and Buffy and Willow are walking in, and Buffy is telling. Willow, what she saw and said it was like The Exorcist, which of course is a reference to the book slash movie where a girl is possessed and her head turns around in circles. It's, yeah, terrifying. They find out that Blaine is not at school, who was post, was the night before was supposed to be uh, helping with the project with Miss French. So that's a, another red flag. Mm-hmm. Buffy is convinced, well, I mean, obviously now that something is going on with Miss French and definitely is on the insect track because of the way she turns her head. Yeah. I like how she's like, she's like nothing human does this. So yeah, we're thinking insects. Buffy is going to actually apply herself kind of like taking that lead from Dr. Gregory and, and do her homework on this. So she's, this is something we don't see that often is Buffy taking the initiative, the research initiative. Mm -hmm. Cause She's the bronze, right? And ever, and she's not usually the brains. Yep. Even though she is smart, she's incredibly mm-hmm. smart. But like, that falls to everyone, other people, right? In the group, right. and like, she's the muscle, and like, they do the research. So this was like, ref- I mean, in hindsight, it's refreshing to see her kind of take the initiative on the research. Yeah. Uh, I wish we'd see that more. Yeah, I guess it was just like a, a Dr. Gregory inspired thing. Yeah, I yeah, and I, I wish we would we've seen that more. Maybe we will periodically. Like maybe I'm just not remembering, but generally speaking, it's everyone else trying to figure out the the research, and then she goes and beats up whatever it is up. <laughs> yeah. So it's after school, and Xander comes into the bio class, and Miss French invites him over to her house because oh, I just you know I super weird. Yeah. So inappropriate. <laughs> I can't even, jeez. And she's like, Xander, I've made such a stupid mistake. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> Over the top. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's, she's got some scheduling conflict or whatever. She's like, why don't you come over to my house and we can work on the project there. And he's like, yeah, great. Like, he doesn't, exi- I mean, he's not even, nobody's playing coy here. <laughs> like, they're not, saying, they're not saying anything, but nothing is Super going obvious. unsaid. Basically, yeah, it's very yeah. obvious. He leaves, and she makes herself a bug sandwich. That's so gross. With live bugs? Yeah. That so I, I loved how her Tupperware was just labeled. The label on it was food. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> food. So gross, yeah. Okay. Oh, and we also find out before that, before she, before Xander leaves, we find out that middle, that Xander's middle name is Lavelle. Oh, Yeah. Which that's I had, right. I knew that, but I had forgotten. I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Lavelle, which is an interesting middle name. Yeah. I also like when she invites him over, he gets a solo flashback to from his dream. 
I think that was like really clever. I did like that part. He's like, oh, I can be that Xander in my dream. And Miss French is going to provide that for me. She's going to be the damsel. So in the library, Buffy's got her uh, research on and she's concluded that the insect that does the 180 turnabout is the praying mantis. That's right. Yeah. So she's convinced that she is some kind of praying mantis thing. Mm -hmm. And this actually jogs something for Giles, who says he had a chum at Oxford, Carlisle, before he went mad that he had talked about something that's ringing a bell for for Giles, something similar yeah. to this. So he said he is going to get a try to get a hold of Carlisle and see what he can dig up. Willow is on the computer while this is all happening, and they get kind of. I think she's just hacked into the school system because she gets a little ding, and we know we get to hear that Blaine's mom has called the school and that he's not didn't show up, not didn't just show up to school, but that he is missing, that he didn't yeah. come home. He didn't come home, yeah. Yeah, so that situation has escalated so of course willow is like very uh worried about xander at this point Mm -hmm. and they think no it's okay xander's not in any immediate danger we really don't know anything yet we don't really know if she's doing all this stuff uh buffy wants willow to hack into the coroner's office and see any autopsy photos because she saw some weird teeth marks on him what she thinks are teeth marks and she wants to compare them to a praying mantis hand claw paw whatever whatever it is uh because it seems very distinct right so they're trying to put all these together um thanks to buffy's research yeah buffy's smart and buffy's gonna go warn xander so in the quad buffy catches up with xander she's wearing angel's jacket again and tells him you know how did it go with his french because she thinks he already saw her that they're done for the day or whatever um she doesn't know that he's gonna go to her house later yeah. So she doesn't, like, think, you know, he's in immediate danger right now. But she says, you know, it's not what she, th- you, she's not what you think. She's actually a big bug. And he's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. You're just jealous because someone's attracted oh to me. And Buffy is like, what? She, no. Yeah, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you're just jealous because someone's attracted to me. And then he starts being like, and what kind of girly name is Angel anyway? Like, could you <laughs> oh be God, more transparent? Could you be more transparent yeah. about like that you're just jealous of angel and so you're saying that she's jealous of he says like a girly name and she she brings up something about him just being attracted to her pheromones too which i thought was that was a nice touch because i mean i think it's actually accurate i mean they are teenage boys but aside Mm -hmm. from that it seems to be it's like extra i think it like where even a teenage boy would be like uh it's like push them past reason Mm -hmm. exactly yeah so I think that does make sense where it's yeah. like, yeah, they are hormonal boys, but then there's this something more added yeah, that's pushing them past where they may, may pause or wonder yeah, if this is a good idea. So they don't really part on good terms. He's kind of pissed off and thinks he's jealous. I don't really think he thinks that, but he's mad that, <laughs> uh, oh, you just don't think anybody could be attracted to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he storms off. Xander shows up at Miss French's house. And this whole scene is pretty gross. Boy, does uh, she have the most interesting outfit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Who dresses like that? Yeah. Uh, she's on the prowl. <laughs> and Xander is, like, openly leering at her chest. Like, yep. really, really, really bad. Like, yep. really leering at her. And she invites him in and gives she him a... She gives him a more 
martini gives this 17 year old boy a martini who is his stu- oh underage student a martini at her house <laughs> cool 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 yeah and he downs it because he's nervous then she get things get even more inappropriate when she asks him if he's if she's, he's ever been with a woman before and like every boy i feel like in the, like so far in the show and whatever he tries to play I, it off but i like how like he stumbles over his words cuz it's awkward and he doesn't really want to answer but i i appreciate that he actually admits that no he hasn't yeah and she's like i, I, I feel like he had an opportunity to lie if he wanted to but yeah, yeah. she already knows that she's anyway, like so i know sweetie i know i can tell <laughs> <laughs> and she needs it and she, and she, needs she needs it. She needs that B card. She needs that B card. <laughs> oh, this whole scene is like. It's so gross. Cringy. It's like hard to watch. Yeah, you're right. From I his know. perspective, her perspective, everything's yes, gross. Everything. Everything's bad. I mean, she's the predator here for sure. Yeah. But like yeah. Xander's gross in general, but she is the, <laughs> she is the predator. He is a child. He is 17 or whatever, 16, 17 years old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's underage. Not okay. Xander a few times says he hears something. He hears somebody yelling, and yeah. she immediately tries to get his attention back. Say, so, no, 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 don't hear anything, and uh, tries to keep his his uh, attention on her. He's talking to her, and he kind of has a flashback to his dream because he's about like touching her hand. It like brings back a flashback. Oh, Buffy about Buffy, and says, "Oh, I love Buffy," mm-hmm. and yeah, he does. Yeah, he thinks he does anyway. Yeah, he thinks he does. He's starting to seem weird uh and he did just down a down booze Mm -hmm. but he is looking a little drugged and then we start thinking that perhaps he's been drugged yeah not just given alcohol kind of passes out but not before we she says oh do you want to touch me or i touch you or something and then it's the weird hand (laughs) yeah it's the weird hand he's like oh man this martini because i'm hallucinating obviously because your (laughs) hair hand has just changed into something (laughs) horrific and then he does and he passes out falls on the floor and then we see him being dragged yeah and he's out for the count and he wakes up in a cage in the basement super creepy Oh, my God. This creeped me out. This whole basement stuff creeped me out. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, Miss French? And he's kind of, he's still kind of out of it. And he's like looking in the dark. There's something in the darkness there mm-hmm. moving around. She says, call me Natalie. And it's like in like a weird voice. <laughs> and he's like, holy shit. <laughs> and he kind of see that she's a big praying mantis. Just like Buffy predicted. Yeah. Oh, man. Man. Buffy was right. <laughs> We're back in the library and Giles is getting off, is trying to get on the phone to the institution that Carlisle is at. He's saying, get him out of his straight jacket and bring him to the phone this minute. It's a matter of life or death. So he's still trying to get them to let them talk to the patient. Yeah. Willow finds the uh, autopsy photos and they match what a praying mantis would leave on someone. So Buffy has matched those. And so all this is... Being confirmed, Willow is getting really ups- like worried now about yeah. Xander. Because, I mean, Buffy mentions that in the research she does, the, the female bites off the male's head, and Willow's like, but I love his head. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, oh, that's so she, sweet. She is most notably, obviously, crushing on him in this episode, like, oh, more yeah. than any others we've seen. Like, <laughs> she's, yeah. And obviously, she's closest to him. Mm-hmm. Like, even as in a friendship, then Buffy yeah. and the Giles, they've known each other for their whole lives. Yeah. So, but, like, and she's like, his adorable smile, his this, is that. I mean, like, yeah. yeah, it's very clear that she has feelings for Xander in this moment. And they still don't realize he's in danger at this point, though. Yeah. yeah. And then we're back in the basement. 
Blaine is down there too in a cage next to Xander. Mm-hmm. Blaine is kind of telling him, "Oh God, what's gonna is what's gonna happen?" And he says, "Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it." She starts shooting these eggs off of her, and then she gets you and she mates with you. And that's not the worst part. And he says, "I've seen it." Yeah. So, do we know what that means? Like that means that it, while he was in this cage, someone she brought someone else down there and did this to them. So she, but so who? She okay, I don't know. But who? Okay. He's the first student that she brought to the house. Exactly. And that's the other thing, too, because I thought, like, at first I was like, I thought he had experienced that, but no, he's saying it, that he... Because okay. then he wouldn't have a head. Right. Okay. Yep. So I, I don't get that. I'm confused. Please let me know if I am, if we're just missing something there, because Blaine was, he made a very big deal of saying he was the first student to be picked, and Xander was too. Unless he somehow saw her do it with Dr. Gregory. Like, if she brought him home and then brought him back to school? I don't know. That doesn't seem likely, though, does it? It doesn't, but that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, it's... Well, look, Gregory was found before Blaine went down there. (gasps) Because, remember, they found him. They found... Blaine was shown in the same scene that Gregory was found. You're right. I just, for some reason, I thought maybe... And this, I don't think it works because it, it's gross if it was this, but like she did mate with him and then put him back and then she was going to finish him off later. I don't know. But no. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I, d- I just that think it maybe doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just don't think it, it doesn't add up for me. No. Please let me know if it adds up for you because I would like to know. Yeah. So they're both very worried that uh, what's going to happen to them. So they're just kind of. Wait, she's over there doing something in the darkness and they're just waiting to see what their, what their fate's going to be. Yeah. And the library, Giles, confirms that like, the creature, it's funny because he's like talking to him on the phone, Carlisle. He's like, you were right. You're right about everything. And he's like, well, no, not that your mother came back as a Pekingese, but <laughs> everything else. I love that part. <laughs> he tells Buffy and Willow that he confirmed the creature is probably the same thing they're dealing with, that Carla said it's called a she-mantis, also known as a virgin thief, and that he had encountered one when it was killing boys in the Cotswolds? Cotswolds? I can't remember. That's somewhere in England. He defeated it, but it drove him insane in the process. Um, and the best way to kill it would be slice and dice. So Buffy yeah. has to basically just dismember this huge yeah. prey mantis. And I, I like that they do confirm that it, assor- it assumes the form of a beautiful woman. And it, yeah, it lures virgin men. And then mm-hmm. we have that conversation about how Buffy kind of assumed that Xander wasn't a virgin. They're not extremely worried because but Buffy's like, Xander's not. And Willow's immediately like, oh, my God. He's going to oh, die. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. She knows that might, better. That, that might have been my favorite scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she knows. She knows better. Uh, so she, like, calls his answer's house to, like, warn him. And, oh, no, his mom says that he is at his teacher's house working on a project. Oh, That's shit. Right. That's right. So now everybody's worried. Not good news. Not good news. Yeah. Uh, Willow tries to find Miss French's address in the school system. And... Another little tidbit that Buffy picked up was that praying mantises can't deal with bat sonar. So she sends Giles off into the vid library to record some bat sonar. Mm -hmm. Go Buffy with her smart self. Yeah, it's pretty cool. In the basement, quick little scene where Xander breaks off a piece of the cage as a weapon. And they're just still kind of waiting down there, hanging out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Waiting to be consumed. Back in the library, everybody's ready to go. March off to save Xander. Willow notes that as they're walking out that in her personnel file, it says Miss French was born in 1907. 
Yeah, that's interesting. That, that she's like 90 years old. Yeah. So, hmm, weird. Yeah. Maybe they just live a long time, right? Who knows? They get to the house, which is 837 Weatherly Drive is the address. And Buffy knocks on the door and, well, she's about to break down the door and the lady opens it. And it's this old, sweet old lady. You may recognize her as the mom slash grandma from Apollo, Apollo 13. I, I like her in that movie. So I was like, oh, it's the mom from Apollo 13. Okay, I miss that. Buffy says, we're looking for Miss French. She's like, I'm Miss French. And she's like, the substitute teacher? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I retired. I taught for 30 years, yada, yada, yada. And then they realize that she has just used this woman's records to, mm-hmm. to pose as a substitute teacher to get into the school. Yeah. So now they have no idea where to find her. Buffy does know that she lives in the neighborhood because she saw her walking with her groceries in the same neighborhood mm-hmm. as the park. So she knows she's around here somewhere. But they are at a loss for exactly where Xander is now. Yeah. Back in the basement. What did I put? Mo. Mo. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down. Yes, thank you. I was like, Mo, because they're Xander. like that, that. was such a funny scene where they're like showing the praying mantis, and she's doing this thing, and like they're kind of looking at her, and they're like, "What are they doing?" And then I don't remember who Xander blamed, but they're like, "Oh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo," and then they that points at Xander, and it's like, yeah. "Ah, shit." <laughs> thank you. I was like, Mo, comma Xander. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. So Xander is the unlucky Mo when <laughs> uh, she picks which of them to feast upon. So she just opens, it's weird because she opens the gate and Xander just says, okay, I'm coming. Like, why would you leave? Why would you get, why would you leave the cage? Weirdo. Why voluntarily come out there? But he does. Mm -hmm. And he immediately hits her with the pole and tries to escape. She like grabs his legs as he goes upstairs and he falls on the stairs. It's it's so cheesy. It's, it's not (laughs) great. He falls on the stairs. Yeah. On the street, Buffy, Willow and Giles are kind of frantically trying to figure out what to do. Willow wants to go knock on doors. Uh, Buffy's like, we don't have time for that. I have an idea. So she goes down into the sewer and we hear a big splash, even though she comes out completely dry later. But (laughs) And she's kind of fighting with something. And we see that she comes out from some other area with Fork Guy all tied up. And she knows that he is repelled by Miss French. So she basically walks him around the neighborhood waiting for him to, like, not want to go up into a house. Yeah, this part's hilarious. Eventually they get to a house where he's, like, yeah, he doesn't want to go up there. And he gets free, uses his, like, claws to get free, and they kind of fight for a little bit. Tries to attack Buffy, yeah. Tries to attack Buffy, and she falls and ends up staking him with a part of a picket fence. A white picket fence. Which is great. I love that. Clever. So now they've gotten rid of Fork Guy, and... And they know where she is now. And now they know where Xander is. In the basement, Xander is tied up, and she's like, give me a kiss. And her little, all her weird little insect stuff is coming at his face, and like, her little, I don't know. It's disgusting. Antlers, or whatever they are. (laughs) Antenna? Yeah, little antennas, or whatever. (laughs) Buffy... Thankfully, the last minute breaks in through a basement window and comes in and she's got her little bag of tricks and immediately starts spraying her with bug spray. Mm-hmm. And she's like, eh, so that's working. <laughs> <laughs> she has a machete yeah. and then a tape recorder. She tells Giles to <laughs> get get everybody out while she's like, yeah. I did my homework and I took a, a pay, you know, from Dr. Gregory told me to do my homework. You learned stuff. <laughs> And she's like, and I know, because of that, I know 
that bat sonar makes your nervous system go crazy. And I, like, she hits the recordings. Yeah. And it's Giles' voice saying, it's important to, to file, not only alphabetically or something like that. And it's just Giles <laughs> talking. This is very anticlimactic because you were expecting. I yeah. loved that. that. That's very Buffy. That, like, <laughs> I, I, like, so confident and da, 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 and then it just goes awry i also have she yells out like giles <laughs> like, like, come you, on yeah, giles. Here. <laughs> I, you had one job you had one job i did all the research he's and like you, just flip the tape it's fine yeah he's like yeah to the wrong side and then he gets knocked away from her and giles has to fighting miss french and giles has to turn the tape over and eventually does get the bat sonar and yeah. miss french is affected buffy's able to fight her off and Buffy's okay. able to slice and dice her. This scene. This is a great scene. What did you think of this scene? <sighs> there were parts of it that I liked and parts that I didn't like. Okay. I thought it was an inventive that about the shit when they showed the shadow. Yes, I love that. So the shadow of Buffy fighting the the she mantis. I feel like it was like uh, they were paying homage to Psycho. They had a little. They had the music a little, like a little bit. They did a tribute in the background. You could kind of hear the music. It was they were trying to do a little bit of I think. Anyway, anybody else watching this, let me know if I'm right. I felt like they were trying to do a little a little nod to Psycho. Interesting. I didn't yeah. even I didn't even think of that. Like the other like in The Witch when I would thought of like The Shining. Like I don't know if that was me- yeah. meant to, meant to yeah. be. If that so was this, intentional. This but... totally cuz like even the music in the background I was like, "Ah, this is so great." Yeah. I love awesome. it. Awesome. I I just liked the way it looked. I thought it was a good way cuz the puppet yeah. is uh, a puppet for 1997. Let's say that. It's not amazing. <laughs> so for her to fight it would is yeah. even when she's like punching yeah. it and kicking it, it just doesn't. It's not amazing. Yeah. So by her fighting the shadow, I think it looked creative. really good. It was very creative. I think it looked good in yeah. the shadow. And then Xander's on the on the stairs watching them. I thought it was a great shot. Like mm-hmm. I thought it, it was effective. Yeah. It was awesome. I like the creative ways they kind of got around the mm-hmm. puppet. Yeah. But the puppet itself interacting directly with the puppet, I didn't care for. No. Okay. Fair. That's fair. So Buffy just hacks the shit out of Miss French <laughs> yeah. until she's dead. Does she ever? Yeah. <laughs> Very dramatic. Yeah. Just Very nothing impressive. left of her. Cuts everything. <laughs> cuts her to bits. Willow says, it's so unfair that she only went after virgins. And, and Blaine and Xander are so embarrassed. Yeah. Both denying it, basically. And they're just, like, very embarrassed. They're, I think they probably would have rather have just had their heads bitten off <laughs> than that getting out. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And it's just interesting. I wanted to hear what you thought about this. Because when Willow is trying to be like backpedal a little bit, she's like, but you guys are doing the right thing, the smart thing. What did you think about her saying that, about them being virgins? I, or did you think anything, really? I don't, yeah, I'm not sure what I thought about that. She just, I mean, she's, she was trying to make them feel better, I feel like. Being a virgin at 17 is the right thing. Yeah. Like air quotes, like. Yeah. I don't know, like, it just, see, it I mean, seemed, to, it was very 1997, like, yeah, but having sex is that, bad. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. So maybe it was, like, a, a coy message to the teenagers watching, like, good for you for being a virgin if you're still a virgin at 17. But right. also I just thought it was kind of weird that she even said it at all. Like, it's so unfair that she only went after virgins. Like, that's just, it just seemed out of place even to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I just saw her saying that. I was like, yeah, what is that? Yeah, exactly. Like, was it supposed to be like a little coy message? Like, keep your pants on, everybody. Exactly. Or is her, again, just trying to make them feel better? Yeah. And they only made yeah. them feel worse. Exactly. Super embarrassing. Yeah, she just can't backpedal fast yeah. enough for any, everyone's liking. 
And then Xander takes the hatchet or whatever and hacks the hell out of the eggs. eggs. Gross. Yep. I like the, I, the, the metal music's playing over when he's doing that, though. That's good. At the bronze, Angel shows up and he says, oh, I heard that there's one less vampire walking around. So before, sorry, before he says that, though, like, when we, like, get into the bronze and, like, they're, they're on, the camera's on Buffy, is she, like, is she looking sad, contemplative? Like, what is that? What are we going for there? Did you, did you hmm. notice that? I didn't pay much attention, because she's sitting okay. there alone, right? Yeah, and I just thought it was kind of weird, because she just saved the day again, and it's just the way her face, her facial expression just struck me as, like, I just was a little confused by it. And I'm just mm. like, she oh. could she could be sad because, like, the maybe the Dr. Gregory stuff's sitting, mm. setting in more now that That's the... That's actually a good point. Yeah. The okay. threat is neutralized now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Could be. Right, um, yeah. No, no, it's a good point. I didn't didn't really pay attention to that. So, uh, yeah, it could be that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Angel, another vampire died. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, not, like, thanks to you, really, because you're so cryptic. She's like, oh, you know, this would be a lot easier if I knew, like who you were or all this stuff and he's just still like i'll be around his usual so bs yeah, usual and bs he she tries to give him the jacket back and he's like oh but it looks better on you i was like mm-hmm. okay i like that actually i kind of i liked it <laughs> yeah yeah and he looks back at her when he's walking away yeah he does yep <laughs> <laughs> gets a second glance yeah, i'm an angel fan people <laughs> yeah i mean at this point in the show like yeah i mean there's it's him or xander Yes, Xander's a no-go for me. No. Like, no. he's just getting worse and worse. Xander's oh never, God. even, Xander does become more <laughs> likable, but he's never sure my he favorite does. guy no, or my favorite character no. ever. No, and I never so. want him and Buffy to get together, so. Right. I don't think Buffy wants it either. <laughs> and no. when he, once he's gone, she says, oh boy. Because, yeah, she's in trouble. <laughs> I think she knows it. Oh. She's got the feels. <laughs> she's getting the feels, exactly. In biology class, I'm assuming the next day, there's a new teacher. Things are just going on as normal. He's talking about their paper that's due, and it's just kind of buried and forgotten now. Supposed to go back to normal life. Yeah, just going back. There's just a new teacher, and he's probably normal. (laughs) A normal, boring teacher. They uh, finished class, and Buffy finds Dr. Gregory's glasses that she had picked up the other day. And just is taking a moment and thinking about him, and puts it, opens the closet, and his jacket is still hanging there. And she just puts his glasses in his jacket pocket. That was a sweet moment. I liked that. It is sweet. I think she's just, it really affected her. And it meant it a lot to her what he said. Yeah, exactly. It stayed with her, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a nice moment. Yeah. Definitely. But we end it on a view of the closet. It's inside the closet. And we see that there are eggs yeah, fertilized. So gross. And oh one God. cracks open. Hatching. Hatching. And yeah. that's the end of the episode. I mean, it's just, like, it kind of made me, it reminded me of the last episode where they, like, at the end of the scene, they were just, they are showing the, the witch trapped in the trophy, and now at the end of the scene, they're just like, okay, and here's some eggs that are hatching, and it's just like, oof, mm-hmm. shit's going down. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. creepy stuff in this school, hiding in every corner. <laughs> right? People caught in trophies, Chimantis <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Who knows else. what else? What else yeah, is happening exactly. next? I'm super curious. <laughs> so there's, I wanted to ask your opinion on this, because this is something that people, even on the internet, like people are like, is this, was this like meant to be this written this way or whatever? So logically, Dr. Gregory would have had to been a virgin. <gasps> oh, I didn't even think of that. Huh. She only preys on virgins. And okay. there were some people saying like, well, maybe she just attacked him to get to the school, like just to get in 
to the teacher role to get to access to these young boys. But then if we had the eggs at the end. Thank you. Those were... Fertilized eggs. His eggs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I guess he was a virgin? That's, I mean, by the like, by the rules that they put in place in the episode, he yeah. would have to be, right? Yeah. I wonder if that, well, one, possibly, possibly just a virgin. That could be mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. Or two, they just messed up and they weren't thinking when they wrote that bit in. I'm going to go with the latter, to be Something honest. I'm thinking, I wonder if he was wearing a wedding ring. I didn't look because that would that would lend, yeah, to yeah. one way or another possibly. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's a, one question like a lot of people have about this episode. They're like, "So Dr. Gregory was a virgin?" <laughs> <laughs> so make your own conclusion. I, I, Interesting. I, I like according to the rules, he was. Okay. I, I guess so. Oh, I mean, it's it's possible. Oh sure. It's just it's just interesting because like I don't know. Yeah. Again, like you said, I don't know if it was just a. Like, Oopsie. Yeah, exactly. Or if, if if she had killed him another way. Yeah, exactly. Without the eggs. That would have... Or he didn't lose his head if it was something... Yeah, it, that's the other thing, too. Like, his head was gone. So, yeah, obviously, she yeah. made it with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Okay. Make your own uh, assumptions about okay. Dr. Gregory's bedroom or non-bedroom activities. All right. So, how many stakes are you given this episode? Three and a half. Okay. That's yeah. generous. Three, three. I think. Three, three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Three. Well, actually, yeah, we'll go three. Three. We'll go three? Yeah. Okay. What are you giving it? I'm going to give it a two. Nope. It's not my favorite episode. Uh, okay. The awkwardness of the puppet brought it down a bit for me. The creepiness of Miss French with the boys, like the predator it's funny thing. Like, I know, I know she's an you, insect, but you say that you're right. I should like I. I guess when I was watching it, it like it should have been more creepy to me. I don't know. I guess I overlooked some things. And now that we went back and like, like when you were talking about it, I was dissected just like, yeah. it. <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> nice, nice pun there. Boom. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Nicely done. Um, yeah, okay. I'll still stick with my three, I guess, though. So. Uh, also, I, I, one thing I did like was that, like, now they're bringing monsters, air quotes. Because mm-hmm. we got vampires, yes. butches, and now monsters, which is going to be a umbrella term for more things to come. But this is our first, like, okay. monster of the week, I guess. That's cool. Yeah, no, and see, I think that's what I appreciated, too. Just, um, I mean, I think what put my score up was the psycho thing, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. No, that was a great <laughs> um, insight. But also... But also just, yeah, because it was, again, something different, something, yeah. They introduced a new thing. I liked that. Yeah, I did like that, too. That was, the execution was, a, was creepy. Mm-hmm. That was a pro, that was a, a pro in my column. And the fact that it was a Xander-centric episode didn't do much for me. I would have rather at this point had a Willow-centric episode. Yeah, okay. Um, but they let's just say they would have reversed it or something though if they did a he mantis i don't know i mean i guess you can't really do that well i just mean like maybe that but no like maybe not willow in this exact situation but an episode something more centric on willow at this point rather than xander okay because at this point i'm much more interested in willow than xander as a character yeah yeah so i think like the timing of it for for episode four already to give xander his own episode it Mm -hmm. didn't do it for me yeah, okay. and Xander is my least favorite character at this moment. So, yeah, yeah, he kind of sucks. Re- I'm not really super into an episode where he's the main. He's like the main focus. What remind me what the question you asked me was last week? A character loses a body part. What is it? 
What did I say? You said foot. Oh, damn. I would have, I would have accepted, so head was the answer I was thinking, but I would have accepted hand because the vampire does lose a hand at some point. Uh, so I would have accepted okay. hand or head. Damn, okay, I was way okay. off. Right. Well, okay, so quickly we'll talk about our scenes and our lines. My favorite scene was Dr. Gregory and Buffy, that like moment in the classroom where he's reaches her. You know what I mean? He, like, makes mm-hmm. a connection with her, and it's really, I think it really is impactful to her. So I think that it was a sweet moment, something that Buffy's needed for a while, I think, and that she finally mm-hmm. got from an adult authority figure. I just thought it was really yeah. sweet and important. And then my line I struggled with, I think I'll go with the, like, in the lobotomy line, where Blaine, Blaine says a girl has to have something special to go with me, and Xander says, well, a lobotomy it made me laugh. I didn't have a lot of competition in this episode, though, for best line. So that's what I'll go for. Uh, that's fair. Okay. My favorite scene was... I'm going to go with the psycho scene, actually. That was my favorite scene. That was good. Favorite line? Shoot. Uh, I don't know if I made note of a favorite line. Um, this was a hard one, because there wasn't a lot wasn't, of like No, there wasn't. I, I guess I could just... I mean, I'll be cheesy and say I liked it when um, uh, Angel said the jacket looked better on Buffy. Mm-hmm. Okay, going with that. Your bangle. <laughs> That's right. That's your, right. <laughs> your bangle moment. Yeah. Gonna okay. Go with that. <laughs> so your question. Okay. For next week. Okay. In the next episode, never kill a boy on the first date. Cute. Okay. Giles reveals two other professions that he would rather have done than be a watcher. You can guess. You can have. You can make two guesses, and even if you get one right, I'll give you it. Okay, I'm gonna say writer. Okay, and, I could guess. Well, he's a librarian, so we're not going to go with librarian, I guess. Uh, oh, um, um, hang on. What's that? Like archaeologist or historian? Okay. Okay. Oh, wait, that's like three answers. That's fine. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good guesses. Okay. Because they are very Giles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm curious to see what it is. Yeah. That is Teacher's Pet. I almost forgot what the name of this episode was. Episode, season one, episode four, Teacher's Pet. And we are coming back with Never Kill a Boy on the First Date, which I like. I think I like, if I remember correctly, I do like this next episode. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good one. Much better than this one for me. So <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> which good. Wasn't too, wouldn't be too hard. This is probably one of my <laughs> bottom of the barrel Buffy episodes for me is Teacher's Pet. Okay. But I'm glad you liked it. That really sets the bar for everything else. It's like you're going to like. If you would like to contact us, you can do so on Instagram and YouTube at one girl in all the world pod. Or you can email us at onegirlpod at gmail.com. And right now you can find us uh, currently on iTunes and YouTube. So okay. we'll leave it that and we will see you next time with Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. See you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.